stream. We are dreamed into existence. What we do with that dream is up to us. This is Stream. I am Jessica Deruta, and I share with you my stream of consciousness. Please take what serves you and leave the rest. Let us begin. How we dream is as important as what we dream, for the what of the dream knows itself through the how. One day you finally knew what you had to do and began. Though the voices around you kept shouting their bad advice, though the whole house began to tremble, and you felt the old tug at your ankles, mend my life, each voice cried. But you didn't stop. You knew what you had to do. Though the wind pried with its stiff fingers at the very foundations, though their melancholy was terrible, it was already late enough and a wild night and the road full of fallen branches and stones. But little by little, as you left their voices behind, the stars began to burn through the sheets of clouds, and there was a new voice which you slowly recognized as your own that kept you company as you strode deeper and deeper into the world, determined to do the only thing you could do, determined to save the only life you could save. The Journey by Mary Oliver Today I would like to welcome you inside of my archetypal process. This is stream 13, and today is August 18th, 2019. Archetypal process is a form of self-reflection correlating life events with your birth chart and transits. I'm going to use the stream today to let you into my archetypal process and how for the past 12 years I've been using the tool of astrology, particularly looking at personal transits to help guide my life, my decisions, and my understanding, how I make meaning of what's happening in my life. I offer this archetypal process as a way for you to hopefully glean insight and be empowered or inspired to use this process for yourself. I'm sure many of you listening already do this, more or less, and I think it's rare to be able to hear an astrologer who uses this as a spiritual practice um, to describe to you how I interpret my own chart and transits, right? Oftentimes we're focusing on how we're doing that for other people or world events. But today I, I want to bring us back home to where this practice began 
for me and where it begins for most of us, which is with our own chart and the study of that and our own transits. Now today, even though I'm going to be speaking about chart and transits, it's not going to be a technical exploration. It's going to be a narrative exploration. We're going to be focusing on narrative and story and the importance of how we use self-reflection to receive loving messages of guidance, as Matthew Stelzner so beautifully puts it, from our higher selves through the pattern recognition of astrology. For those of you who would like to have a visual aid, you're welcome to put in my birth information into your program and to calculate the transits for right now if you'd like to see what it is that I'm seeing as I go through this, um, although it is not necessary for the exploration we are beginning now. So my birth information is January 7th, 1987, 10.30 a.m., Des Moines, Iowa. And again, today is August 18th, 2019. You can put in uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and I'm located in Siesta Key, Florida. I've been journaling on my chart and transits for the past 12 years. I look at them on almost a daily basis. And I want to show you now what it is that's happening internally for me when I use this spiritual practice. Right now, Saturn's at 14 degrees Capricorn, and that's within the one degree of my natal Mercury at 13 degrees Capricorn. So Saturn has been conjunct my sun and my Mercury. And this transit began for me um, in March of 2018, but it got exact onto my Mercury in January of 2019. So I'm really been in the heart of it for about the past seven months. Saturn has stationed retrograde and it's making its final pass back over my Mercury and my Sun. And the transit will complete itself by the end of this year. And I would say really by the December 2019. So I have about four months left, four or five months left of this transit. This is a big transit for me. Um, but first of all, the conjunction is huge, right? It's a culmination point. I mean, the last time Saturn was conjunct my sun and Mercury was 30 years ago. So, you know, I was like two or three years old. And the conjunction being the most potent and powerful of all the aspects. Um, it's also very significant because I'm a Capricorn, so Saturn you know, rules my Sun and my Mercury and my Neptune. I'm born with that triple conjunction. It's a very prominent aspect in my chart. Naturally, I begin to start thinking about history when I th think about Saturn being our historical past. And 
our karma and the consequences of past actions and decisions. And when Saturn's on our Mercury, our mind tends to be more oriented towards the past and thinking about it. As a matter of fact, I got my DNA tested a couple months ago because for the first time in my life, I was very curious about my genetic makeup. And when I got the results back a couple weeks ago, I was very surprised to see that essentially uh, my DNA is split up into three main genetic components. Two of those genetic components I was very surprised by. You know, I think, at least for me, when a big part of my mythology has been my ancestors, where I come from. My dad is from Lebanon, his mother is French, and his father's side originally came from Morocco. So I always assumed that I was French and Lebanese, and you know, but really from Morocco, Northern Africa, and then on my mom's side, I was like, um, you know, British, Scottish, Ireland, maybe a little German, um, you know, kind of Northwestern European. And I didn't realize how identified I was with those ethnicities until I got my results back and I went into shock. So it turns out that I'm a third Italian, never heard about being Italian from either side of my parents. I'm a third Turkish and from the Caucasus, that makes more sense as far as my more kind of Middle Eastern blood goes. And then I'm a third mix of um, British, Scottish, Irish, uh, you know, Northwest Europe, a little bit German, 1% Jewish, 2% Sardinian. Um, but this intrigue in my ancestry and in my genetics definitely is that part of Saturn on my son Mercury where I've become very curious and intellectually interested in understanding that genetic component and reading about how genetics works and understanding the more scientific side of DNA. Uh, Saturn also got within three degrees of a square to my moon this year so that definitely can also relate to that piece around our ancestral past and the moon being our family and after I got over my initial shock about especially being a third Italian I it changed the relationship to my new last name new as in you know, within the last two years of Deruzza. Deruzza is Italian. And Travis and I always say it means of roots. And it turns out that my new last name, of roots, of Italian roots, actually fits a part of my history that I didn't even know was there. 
by marrying someone who's Italian, whose grandparents came over from Italy, whose father's a first-generation Italian, whose last name is Deruzza. Pluto has also been conjunct my son for the last six years. I'm coming to the final year of this transit. Thank you, goddess. And, you know, this is a once in many lifetimes transit. It's extremely rare. It's the most rare transit to have Pluto conjoining anything in your chart. And I have undergone a complete death and rebirth of my identity on every level of my being. When Pluto began to conjoin my son Mercury, I started graduate school to become a psychotherapist, a depth psychotherapist. And I went to a school, Pacifica Graduate Institute, to study depth psychology. If there was anything that related to depth psychology, it's Pluto on your son Mercury, right? Pluto on Mercury is specifically the psychological transformation that we go through. The death and destruction of our ideas, our thoughts, the ways we see ourselves and the way we see the world and the regeneration and rebirth of our perceptions, our cognitive perceptions, the categorical concepts that we have in our mind that make up our understanding of reality through our pattern recognition and the way we deduce information and process it. It also very much correlates to the empowerment of voice, of speaking, of one's ideas, where the force of nature and the driving force of evolution courses through the fifth chakra out into the world through writing and speaking and teaching and sharing one's ideas, knowledge and information. And I knew that I had to write my master's thesis on shame because I had so much shame around my voice and my ability to speak and share my ideas. And so I used that as a ritualistic vessel, temenos, to be able to transform my voice so that I could speak my mother tongue, so I could speak authentically from the depths of my being, of my truth. And Pluto on Mercury is that. It's a truth serum. It's honest and raw perceptions and words and speaking. And that time period really marked my descent into the Plutonic underworld, going into my shadow, my Plutonic shadow and my shame and the repressed parts of my identity and my voice. And I you know, underwent uh, psychotherapy. I was in therapy and um, analytic supervision for six years on a weekly basis, lying on the couch, going into my dreams, going into all these parts of myself that had been lost and forgotten and through that process I died many many egoic deaths and through that process I became 
empowered to be who I am as a creative individual, as a psychotherapist, as an astrologer, as a teacher, as a speaker, as a writer. All these things that I am so deeply passionate about and called to do and sharing what I can around psychology and astrology and the transpersonal movement with the larger world as part of my vocational calling. And in order to do that as clearly as I possibly can, I went deep inside for many years through many different ritualistic and spiritual practices, including therapy and astrology and ceremony work. And now Saturn is there at the end of Pluto on my sun. At the end of this once in many lifetimes transit. And this Saturn on my sun Mercury is the first significant Saturn transit that I've had since my Saturn return. Which ended about a year ago. And so it's the consolidation of the self. It's the manifestation of the self and then the ideas that I have, giving them form in concrete, tangible, practical ways. So what does that look like? I have a full-time psychotherapy practice now. I obtained licensure and now I sit with people doing deep work every week. I love my job. I get to incorporate astrology into my psychotherapy practice. There is a deep and profound integration that has taken place from the part of me that identified with being an astrologer and the part of me that identified with being a counselor that many deaths and rebirths that I've gone through around my identity and voice has consolidated into a thriving practice where I get to be myself and I get to be proud of who I am and the work that I do and honored by the people that I get to work with. Saturn brings in a level of mastery It's about authority and self-possession. Saturn on the sun is about the self-possession, the possession of the self, claiming my authority as a therapist, as an astrologer, as a teacher, these three very significant parts of my public identity. Saturn on the sun means I've been working extremely hard, very diligently devoted every day. I've been working more than I ever have with a very serious discipline. I see my clients all week. I take a day of rest and then I focus on the other aspects of trust psyche, 
this podcast, the monthly live streams, preparing my courses, starting an online astrology school, implementing my vision into form. giving shape in the physical material world. To how I see things. Saturn has a lot to do with facing our fears. Right? It's a time period where things can feel heavier with a weight of responsibility. I've used this time in many respects to be in solitude. Even though I'm out in the world more than ever, I spend the majority of my time in solitude and in silence. This forum of this podcast is one of the only places that I get to speak freely and openly about who I am and what I see. I spend most of my time listening, whether that's listening to my clients or listening in meditation and reflection. Saturn Mercury brings in silence. It brings in a quiet space, a stillness. I don't have that usual impulse to call my friends and talk to people on the phone. I'm more drawn towards being in spaces of silence. Saturn does that. It it creates the space. It creates the quietness for us to be with our past, for us to be with our goals, for us to be with our fears and our loneliness. There's a refining and a sculpting that's happening in this silence, in this solitude in the moments where I wonder, am I isolated? And my mind is changing. The way I think is changing. Saturn brings a maturation of thought. 
I've actually, for the first time in my life, been curious about etymology. It's a very Saturn-Mercury thing to want to understand the root of a word, to understand the history of a word. My mind has also become much more rational and logical in its thinking process. Even though my Mercury is in Capricorn, I am a Mercury-Neptune person. So I have a photographic memory. I think symbolically, archetypally, um, metaphorically. But with Saturn and my Mercury, I've been much more... Um, into reductive reasoning. Uh, for example, I play trivia every night. I, I answer one question of trivia per night. It's just a fun thing I like to do. And I've never really been good at trivia, but I've been getting a very surprising number of the answers correct, even when I don't know the answer because of my ability to eliminate answers that I know aren't correct to find the right one. It's like my mind is able to see things more in context. I'm also much more interested in understanding how things have come to be the way that they are. So that historical piece coming in again. And there's a consolidation of my thoughts. For example, I just finished creating the syllabus for my upcoming astrological counseling course, which I'm just beyond excited about. And I'm actually very impressed by what came through. It's this beautiful balance of looking at chart and chart chart interpretation with counseling skills, how to hold therapeutic space, with how to run a business, like the professional side of being self-employed and understanding what it takes to do that. And I can feel my years of experience and a certain mastery around the material because of, of the Saturnian experiences of learning the lessons that I've gone through around doing my work, that I feel confident, self-possessed in sharing the knowledge and wisdom that I've gained from doing counseling work and running a successful practice and feeling the dharmic calling to sharing that with as many people who feel called to want to learn what I've learned, to benefit them in their practice as a psychotherapist or a life coach or an astrological counselor. This calling to pass on the wisdom that I have received from my teachers and my supervisors and the ones who have been elders to me and that piece of Saturn on the sun, Mercury, of acknowledging all of the Saturnian wisdom that I have received from all those that I have been in contact with and my teachers, and then being a lineage carrier of that and passing it forward to my students. 
and the beautiful responsibility that's in that that I find great joy in. Or the fact that we'll be hosting one of my teachers next month on the Trust Psyche live stream, Chris Bash. Chris is a beloved teacher of mine whose work has greatly informed my cosmology and worldview. You know, his work of life cycles on reincarnation was fundamental to my understanding of how karma and reincarnation works. His work on Dark Knight Early Dawn is one of my favorite books. I think is a must read for anybody who does deep work. Chris is a visionary and we are so blessed to receive the visions that he has gotten and that he has so graciously and generously shared through his beautiful writings and teachings. He's a beautiful writer and he's a beautiful teacher. And his work on the living classroom, which is a transpersonal pedagogy, I think is a, a must read for anybody who teaches or works in groups. That the honor of him being my teacher and the way that I am as a teacher coalescing in this moment where I get to use the platform of trust psyche that I've built out over this past year in particular to hosting various presenters on a different variety of subjects for him to come and share with us his upcoming work on his forthcoming book LSD in the mind of the universe diamonds from heaven which is in a way the the second half of Dark Knight Early Dawn. And I hope that you all will join us on this live stream on Sunday, September 1st, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. You can sign up at trustpsyche.com backslash live stream for that talk to be there live and to ask questions. Chris is an amazing presenter, very inspiring, very spiritually invigorating to listen to. And that these Saturnian containers and structures have been created through hard work and focus by a team of us through Trust Psyche to have this platform where people get to come in and share their knowledge and wisdom about the things that I love the most. Astrology, psychology, cosmology, philosophy, spirituality. To see the manifestation of the building blocks that have been put in place and the reward, the, the, the coming to fruition of that hard work is one of the most gratifying things. And when I think about the last time that Saturn was in aspect to my son Mercury seven years ago in this uh, waning square, uh, that was the time that I first began to teach and tried to collaborate with a group of people to start the Institute of Archetypal Cosmology, which only ran for one semester. And I learned so much from that experience seven years ago about what I did and didn't like. And one thing I remember very strongly from that experience was creating the curriculum and then seeing, because there were so many cooks in the kitchen, so many different teachers, I think there were like six teachers in a 12 course it was just you know trying to fit in too much uh, 
in a little amount of time. But creating that curriculum and then seeing the parts where the curriculum was used and the parts where the curriculum wasn't used and seeing what worked and what didn't work as far as people learning astrology for their own personal and professional practices. And I remember at the time being so invigorated to be able to teach, especially at such a young age, but then also so frustrated, you know, by the ways that I could see it wasn't connecting, certain parts weren't connecting for the students. And I spent the years after that experience writing out curriculum for teaching astrology to various levels of students. And it was done in a, a feverish pitch. And when I went to create this current course, Astrological Counseling, I realized I had already written the syllabus a few years ago. And I was amazed about how much was in there that I still wanted to teach now, this, you know, these few years later. And just that power of seeing what's gets, what gets seeded in us and then the unfolding of that in the future or now in the present when the time is right. And then that correlation with Saturn coming onto my son and going like, yeah, I see the lessons and the struggles that I had seven years ago, the last time this aspect happened, now paying off when I have full control of what the curriculum is as the teacher and feeling confident and proud behind what I teach and knowing that it's going to work. And so that piece of Saturn, that's the integration of my ideas and of myself and that this course contains within it all of the places that were painful and despairing for me as a counseling astrologer over the past 12 years and all the things that I wish I would have known 12 years ago when I began this journey, whether that's about the professional side of running a small business and being self-employed or whether that's the side of how to sit with clients and how to deal with different types of clients or the side of how to know whether or not I'm giving a reading from an authentic place. And then of course, all the places that I've experienced immense joy, the mystical experiences, the reverential experiences, the ways that I've learned, oh my goodness, all the amazing wisdom that's been shared with me through the people that I've had the privilege to sit with over these years, also being woven in to this course. And I think that's what Saturn likes more than anything. It's the cosmic weaver. It wants to weave us into the very fabric of physical imminent existence. When we bring ourselves forward and participate and engage in the world,
And it's been nice to have Jupiter conjunct my Saturn at the same time, you know, because Saturn on the sun is definitely a heavy transit. And it's, in a way, time slows down and everything becomes elongated and can feel like molasses. And sometimes I felt stuck. Or I've just felt like, oh my gosh, like I'm working so hard. You know, where's where's the... Where's the break? Is it going to be like this forever? The hours, the countless hours that go into building something like this. And then Jupiter on my Saturn, and it's been successful. We have over 100 students now in Trust Psyche. I can't believe it. It's amazing. I never thought that would happen. And it just grew. And my practice is thriving and my readings are going better than ever and I love and feel supported in what I do and the grandness of the vision growing and becoming more public Jupiter expands things and blesses things and opens things up and it's interesting because Jupiter is also opposite my Chiron. And one of the main ways people find me is through my Chiron YouTube video, which is pretty interesting because that's the only time that I have taught on Chiron was in that video. And somehow it became popular. And that's how a lot of people find me in my work. And... I mean, the majority of the people in my practice find me through watching that video. And then Neptune conjunct Jupiter. I mean, the fact that Neptune's on my ascendant, conjunct my Jupiter, another rare once in many lifetimes transit. You know, I, I moved to less than a mile away from the ocean during this transit. I live on an island. It's very Neptune, Jupiter. And I live in a tropical island paradise surrounded by beautiful birds, dolphins, flowers, trees. I see the ocean every week. I go swimming multiple times a week and just this sense of expansive joy of being by the waters and how healing it's been to be surrounded by water on all sides and to swim in the ocean and to swim at the pool and feel an expansiveness in my being because of being so deeply with the waters of Neptune and how that's become a part of my spiritual practice and an aspect that I celebrate. I celebrate the waters and I'm celebrating my imagination and my intuition and my vision, my spiritual vision. And there's just been this really profound infusion of Neptune into my life during this transit. I mean, it's big to live that close to the water you know, in the Gulf of Mexico and how warm the water is and to actually be able to be immersed in the water 
I mean, the element of water has become the biggest element in my life living here. And then Neptune, Jupiter does that. I mean, Jupiter makes things big. And my vision's gotten bigger. My vision's gotten more expansive. My spiritual vision. It's definitely become a lot wider and more inclusive. Uh, for me, it's really not just about the astrology anymore, but so many other things. I mean, I'm so interested in the cosmology that goes into my practices, including astrology and psychotherapy. And holding that very large spiritual transpersonal vision. Yet Neptune's also been squaring my Saturn for a long time. And so there's been a lot of seeing through. There's been a lot of disillusionment. Um, having to face certain truths about things that... Um, I've challenged my faith. Neptune, Saturn definitely can challenge your faith. It's hard to hold both. The Neptune, Jupiter, and the Neptune, Saturn at the same time. I think the Jupiter helps alleviate certain aspects of the Neptune, Saturn, but... It definitely can have that quality of up and down with Jupiter, Saturn, like expansion and contraction. And with Neptune, it can just be with my spirituality and my faith and my worldview, my imagination, my dreams, my ideals, my sensitivity. I mean, I've never been more psychically sensitive and porous in my entire life. I didn't even know it was possible to become this sensitive. <laughs> Um, my intuition is definitely strengthened. And I do feel more spiritually grounded and mature than ever before. I feel, I feel tempered. I think of the tarot card of temperance when I think of Jupiter, Saturn and my Neptune on it. Definitely feel more balanced. Way less grandiose, like... Astrology is going to save the world. It's like, no. No, no. I, I, I don't care to save the world anymore. I don't see it that way. I don't see it as needing to be saved, which is so relieving. So nice not to feel like I have to save people or save the planet or save something. Which definitely was a part of me before. And then Uranus opposite my Pluto. I mean, definitely going through a sexual awakening. I'm feeling more comfortable in my sexuality than ever before. I feel more liberated in it, which is nice. <laughs> um, definitely worked been working through a lot of shame around my sexuality and just feeling more free and comfortable overall. I, I also feel exhilarated. I think Uranus and its electricity can definitely bring like a sense of exhilaration 
um, my instincts, my plutonic instincts and sexuality definitely feel heightened. I definitely feel more in touch with my instincts than ever before. And Uranus is trining my Neptune, which is nice. It's kind of got that like flowing energy of the, the awakening of my imagination and my spirituality. So it's, it's starting to help bring in some support around this much longer Neptune-Saturn transit, which has been, you know, there's, there can be an overall sense with that transit of some spiritual fatigue, um, some apathy or lethargy, you know, it definitely can wear you out. Like definitely my energy has been lower in ways, but with Uranus now opposing my Pluto and trining my Neptune, I'm starting to feel more energized. And again, that, that sense of exhilaration, which is very much welcomed at this point. Um, Yeah, and, you know, Pluto's begun to square my moon. <laughs> and my family's definitely going through a death and rebirth. And, you know, the thing about Pluto moon that's so different than Pluto sun, which I'm coming out of, is in a way I feel less in control because the deaths and rebirths that are happening um, are m much are happening more to the people in my life the other people in my life who are close to me that aspect of the moon of family and kinship and community and so it's like the ones closest to me are now going through their shamanic descent into the underworld and I'm I'm watching it and of course it's it's affecting me because we're interconnected and what happens to them affects me and my emotional life is definitely deepening without a doubt and I'm kind of stepping back more and watching the rumblings and I think the aspect of Saturn being there as well as like the maturity around the boundaries and not wanting or being willing to take on emotional processing for other people like I used to unconsciously do so like for example if someone else would be having an intense life event that was happening to them and they'd be having you know obviously like really big feelings about it like if a, if a crisis was happening in their life I used to feel all the feelings that they would be feeling around it the pain the despair the confusion the anger like it was my own like it was happening to me and 
because of the growth that I've done and the boundary work that I've done, which definitely therapy has helped me greatly with, I am aware of that uh, tendency in me and have consciously chosen not to do that to, to as much as I can. And it has created so much space and freedom in my life. I could just cry. Um, yeah, that other people's depression doesn't have to be my depression. And other people's shame doesn't have to be my shame. And other people's anxiety doesn't have to be my anxiety. And of course, I have my own things that I need to deal with, but... Like, I don't need to spend my time feeling all of that and worrying about it and trying to, you know, problem solve around it. And I think that that's both the gift of Saturn coming in and the maturation around the boundaries there and the acknowledgement that I have a limited amount of time and my emotional processing is limited and that I sanctify that by protecting it and reserving it for myself and for my clients right I save that level of feeling and processing for the people that I work with and it allows me to show up more clearly more centered in my work and it's been a painful and confusing journey of how to do that over the years but I'm starting to see the reward and the benefits and the preciousness of that work and how I'll never go back to the other way because in many respects I've been given my life back by protecting my emotional and psychic life not just giving it away. And I think that that has confused certain people in my life. They don't understand. They see that I've changed, that something's different. And I get that. And I'm most free I've ever been in my life. And I continue to plan to have greater and greater freedom and I think also Jupiter on my natal Saturn Uranus has helped me with that because you know boundaries and freedom go together with Saturn Uranus and Jupiter's been there blessing and supporting that insight and wisdom And goddess knows there's been many opportunities this past year that have challenged me to prioritize myself and prioritize my, my, my space and choose myself and, and therefore choose my freedom. And I just, I love how it makes me a better person in every dimension of my life. And that reward 
inspires me and gives me the courage to keep going even in the face of confusion or difficulty. The Neptune Jupiter, I want to be able to celebrate my spirituality and I think I'm noticing now that with Neptune Saturn it's definitely about embracing owning my spirituality and my spiritual practices as my own Something about that feels very important. Yeah, and you know, I see that Mercury square in my Pluto today, so there's been this kind of deeper exploration of me sharing my voice around archetypal process. Um... I see that Sun Venus is in a grand trine with my natal moon Uranus. There's definitely been a playful sexuality present, a playful, youthful sense of beauty. I um, somehow, like in the past week, got into flower arranging, which I've never done before. And I was uh, getting something framed and, you know, at Michael's they have these gorgeous, uh, beautiful fake flowers, which are the best flowers for Florida subtropical climate because, you know, we're very prone to bugs here. And so I went and I was just like, you know, this is something I always felt like I couldn't do. And I just went and I just picked out all my favorite flowers and then I went um to home goods and you know picked out beautiful vases glassware and I arranged these flower pieces I've done three now I'm gonna do one more and just like the surprise of beautifying the space like Uranus is the surprise the moon is the home sun Venus is like the beauty of, of me using my creative energy to create something beautiful and I'm looking at two of the pieces right now and they just add this amazing color to our home and I'm very pleased by this creation and how surprised I am by it. Um, <laughs> like I don't know where that came from. And I'm also in this practice right now of embracing all the colors that I've typically not enjoyed in my life and been working my way from my favorite to my least favorite and now I'm at my last couple colors um, that have been my least favorite over my whole life and I made sure to make the flower arrangements using those colors and I feel like it's 
somehow very deeply symbolic of some process that's happening in me right now of like loving the marginalized, loving the lowest, loving the least favorite, loving the things that have been least paid attention to. And that feels really good. Well, thank you for going on this archetypal process with me. And I hope it gives you some more of a lens or some just another way of working with your own chart and transits and I hope that all of you join us for the upcoming live stream where Chris Bache is going to be talking you can go to trustpsyche.com backslash live stream to sign up we have new presenters every month really enjoying doing it and for those of you who are interested in my astrological counseling course I have three spots remaining I'm willing to take up to three more students we have a really special group so far I love everyone who's in there and the syllabus looks amazing and if you want more information on it you can send me an email at jessica at trustpsyche.com and I'd be happy to send you more information it is an investment in your business as a professional astrologer it is also a tax write-off and I want to encourage those of you who would like to take your practice to the next level and be supported by me and amazing truly amazing other astrologers to reach out to me uh, we are totally good to go with this group however I can make room for three more people we're going to be working very closely together over the course of this semester so feel free to contact me I encourage you to contact me if you'd like to take this course thank you so much for being with me on this journey this is stream and I'm Jessica Deruzza.